0: me out here hey everybody welcome back to the help me out here podcast i'm super thankful that you're either listening or watching on youtube if you want access to episodes one entire week early check out my patreon it's patreon.com zachariah mayfield for six bucks a month you can get access to the video and audio episodes one week early so you could, be, you could be up to date with everything, you know? It's pretty cool. On the show today is singer-songwriter Ben Danaher here in Nashville, Tennessee. He's an amazing musician, writes really authentic, genuine music, and I really wanted to get him on the show just to, to tap into that, that real, authentic side of his music and his personality. I'm so stoked that he came, so thank you, Ben. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave an iTunes review. That would help me out so much, or consider becoming a patron. Either way, I'm just glad you're listening or watching. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get into the conversation with Ben. Blue skies, never got to see. I hope the apple falls farther
1: than the tree.
0: For the uh, we got our black coffees? Yeah. Heck yeah. Like, I'm so glad you like black coffee. Dude,
2: I, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's my thing.
0: I think I drink at least one or two cups a day. Of black coffee. I drink probably four or five. Yeah? Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm on coffee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I quit drinking a couple of years ago, and it, it's become, like, my new thing. Yeah. You know, like, I, 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 I well, one of the new things. Mm-hmm. I feel like every, like, person who has, like, such an extreme personality supplements that with something. Yeah. And coffee is, seems like a pretty safe
1: one.
0: Yeah, I think, and especially <laughs> black coffee is pretty healthy, like, or Yeah-ish. pretty... It's not, like, horrible for you, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So... Once it starts getting like all sugary and stuff like that, that's the yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. danger zone.
2: The, you know, yeah, the, the two thousand calorie Starbucks, caramel frappuccinos. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I like I like coffee. Um, in the summer, I love like iced cold brew. Oh yeah, you ever have that? No, I've did the, I've done the nitro stuff. Yeah, before. those are good too. Yeah, I love that intense. Kind of I remember so the very first time I met you, uh-huh. we did a video project together. Yeah. I was kind of so I was hired by dice media uh-huh. to just come film it and i figured out like oh you're this really cool dude who lives in nashville i had literally just moved to nashville before that and i don't i don't know why but i remember you Obsessing about coffee that day. Oh, you kept talking about how you like black coffee. I was like, I'm, I like
1: this guy.
2: Uh, dude, I remember that. That day was so funny. We were parking my van to do like a B roll shot, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, just park it right here in front of this uh, this no parking sign. These
0: some chick, <laughs> some chicks will walk by and be like, man,
2: he's tough. He's a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny,
0: dude. Do you ever like? Do you, is there a lot of girls that hit you up or anything for like when you're at shows and stuff? For my van? No, not for your, <laughs> no, just your talented, good looking uh, guys. I like not really, not as much as you'd think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, it's usually like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. No. Yeah. No. That's it's, cool. I wish, I wish it
0: was like Motley Crue, you know, <laughs> you seen that documentary? No, I it's haven't. It's insane. Is it? Yeah. I bet. Those are like, those are real rockers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're just like trying. I
2: know. I'm like in my van, like driving eight hours to the gig, playing the gig, and then driving eight hours home. (laughs) And I'm like, this isn't the same. Why didn't I talk to anybody the whole time? (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to talk to you because you're in. Okay. Do you call yourself a singer songwriter or, Uh or country musician? Like, what do you prefer?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would call it singer-songwriter uh, more Americana than yeah. the country, I okay, guess. Cool. But country is such a huge label that, yeah. like, um, unfortunately, the, the mainstream part of country gets swallowed up by a lot of stuff that I don't particularly love. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah. For what it is, it's country. Cool, country folk.
0: I feel like this podcast is probably going to be an hour of you just educating. No, me no, no, no. The, no. But I do, I yeah, I do you. have questions because mm-hmm. I'm in the underground heavy music scene. Yeah, and I guess it might be kind of similar where everybody knows the term metal. Uh-huh. Like there's metal music, but then you have all these different little sure. subgenres yeah. and stuff. So I guess that's probably yeah, the Same. I, I, thing. I'm
2: probably way uneducated with that too. <laughs> right, I, and I'm sure there's like the Panteras of the world were <laughs> right. like, good, you know, or like right. everybody's like, oh, Pantera, they sold out, you know, yeah. like I can, I can imagine that that exists mm-hmm. in every genre, you know? Yeah,
0: totally. There's, I hear a lot of different stuff about like a band. Basically if a heavy band has singing in it like, you'll hear somebody's <laughs> like comment and be like, oh, they sold out. It's like, <laughs> like what actual... if they like to sing or write <laughs> melody
2: like versus just like scream?
0: Yeah! wow yeah because there's still a lot of bands that it's it's just scream vocals yeah um and my band is actually like that right now I, I really want to add singing to it um I don't write a lot of our music um, I just I just perform but if I get to have more control I definitely want to add some more beautiful yeah. <laughs> parts to it does the cutting of the hair is that like
2: <laughs> does it I don't know hinder your ability to rock
0: as oh, hard as you used to I think it hinders my ability to look cool while riding. No, I think you look just as cool, but I, I can imagine
2: with that hair whipping around. While the hair
0: is like, definitely... Mm. You can kind of just like stand on stage and like whip your head around. It's like, oh, it looks like he's moving. (laughs) now it just looks like I kind of have like a tick. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of issue going on with me. (laughs) That's (laughs) great. But I actually, I do really like having short hair now. Yeah. Even on stage because when I'm moving around, it's not like poking me in the eyeball. and stuff. I can see where I'm going. On your mic stand. (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) It's like, oh, I have headlights now. I can see what's going on. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So, so are you on tour now? Like how does, how do your tours work? Um well, I would love to say that we had a huge rhyme or reason behind
2: all the dates, but yeah. I kind of just got lucky as far as like getting the shows that I've got. Yeah. And so um for the majority of the year I'm at the mercy of uh opening for a guy named Aaron Lewis who's a great singer-songwriter in the country world. Um and and then wherever I can kind of like re-hit markets we try to be smart about going back in. Okay. Following up some of the shows that I got in front of
0: bigger crowds with him that went well. Nice. Um, how many? But, do you know how many months typically? Like, you you play a show with Aaron, it goes well. Do you have a strategy or people helping you that are like, okay, in this many months. You should hit that spot again.
2: Yeah, I think some people say, like, you know, go back in eight weeks or something so it's still fresh with everybody. But the issue was I kept booking shows, and then Aaron would offer me, like, a whole slew of other shows. Oh, I see. And it was like, okay, I could go back to Cleveland and play by myself for probably 40 people in a 100-cap club, or I can go to Montana and play for 1,500 people with him. You know, like, it's just – it it got to be tricky. And like all the other opportunities I got, like opening for other people had to get canned too, which were so, but it's,
0: it's a hard thing to like bitch about because you're like, you know, and that's just kind of business too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like people who know you and care about you would probably be like, well, this is, this is best for him and his career. Like you're just trying to make good decisions. Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody was upset about canceling the shows. I was more paranoid about it. I almost didn't take the first round of, uh, of shows with Aaron because I, I just signed with a new booking agent and they mm-hmm. booked me at like the little Harpeth brewery here in town. Okay. And, uh, I had dinner with, uh, Aaron's manager and his, and his business manager. And I was just like mentioning like, Oh, you know, like whatever happened to those, those acoustic dates that you were talking about. And he's like, Oh, well, why don't you come in a couple of weeks and do, um, a couple of these shows with Aaron in Texas. And I was like, well I got a show. I don't want to cancel it. And he goes, how many people bought tickets? I was <laughs> like, 20. And it's like <laughs> and this business manager's like, well, yeah, uh, is it important? And I'm like, <laughs> and I, and I, I aren't they? Yeah. I didn't want to like upset anybody. And I texted <laughs> my manager who wasn't my manager yet. She was like, uh, she kind of stepped in and was like, uh, okay, I'm managing you now. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to screw this up. Yeah. And, uh, I went and did them and they were like amazing. And it, three shows ended up being 70 shows, which was like, Oh my God. Do you
0: imagine me saying no? And then like, right. (laughs) Just imagine like the amount of people you got exposed to. Yeah. Like, even if a tiny percentage of that. Right. Likes. Oh yeah. yeah, Follows you on Spotify. Like, sure. That's huge. Yeah. I think about that every, every time we play, even
2: if like a crowd is chatty or something, it's like, yeah, there's, you know, say there's 1500 people here. If hundred of them in the front row, give a crap about anything that I do. It's, Better than me bartending, you know. And it's yeah. it's hard to like yep. <laughs> when you're in it. It's hard to think that way because you're like you want all of it, you know. You want all the attention, and it's like when when it is there, it's amazing. It's like this yeah. magical thing. But like when it's not,
0: it could be a, a portion of that, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm a failure. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to hear what your tendency is on mm-hmm. stage. But if I'm playing a show and it's like a packed crowd or there's a uh-huh. lot of people. I'll tend to even focus on one person that seems like they're not interested. Yeah. Instead I'm like, of I'm get the ninety percent that's oh, having yeah. a great time. Yeah. Are you like that or? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I did that the other night in Burlington. I had a theater full of people quiet, and one guy shows up with his popcorn late during the middle of my show. <laughs> it was fine, but he just like was five feet away from the stage. And he wouldn't stop talking, and it was like, oh man, man, like I know the rest of the room can't hear him, but. Yeah, I just like it was eating me, and I was like, Man, shut up.
0: He was <laughs> eating you, he was eating the popcorn, yeah, that's crazy, man. I wonder, I wonder why we do that. Yeah, it's weird, isn't that, it? Was, it might just be an artist thing. I don't know, yeah, I think in a cultural
2: sense, too, like we are, uh, we're pretty selfish these yeah. days, you know, and it's like. I I struggle with it a little bit, like, to to not try to be full-blown ego maniac, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, and during, like, festival season, it's really tricky because, like, all these people are getting added to these festivals, and you're like, as you look at your calendar with 60 shows, you're like, why didn't anybody invite me to this festival? Right, (laughs) right.
0: Yeah, that would would be hard, especially when you're just, like, you're just trying to get on anything you can, you know? Well, I think we all want that, like, that momentum, you know, yeah.
2: and like when it tips, it tips. Like, mm-hmm. where you see like one person when they break, it's like, holy crap. Like, yeah. you know, like Leon Bridges or somebody like that, oh, where yeah. it's like from nothing to like having complete stardom. And oh, it's like, yeah. I feel like we all think that the, that's going to happen, at least in my genre mm-hmm. of things. Like, we all th- want that to happen. And when it doesn't,
0: you're like, oh crap, we have to work for every fan. Yeah. Yeah, you know like every single one yeah and you do build relationships with them yeah like be like you have to be on your game at shows even just as a good person yeah because if if you're a if you're a shitty person to somebody they're not going to come back to a show sure and you shouldn't be that way but when you're a good person and you genuinely you play well and perform Mm -hmm. well that's the first thing and then when you you follow it up with a good heart good personality People love that. Yeah. Because they feel respected sure. and like you're not standing over them mm-hmm. just trying to be cool. You know?
2: Yeah, they want to root for you th- at that point, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's hard though sometimes when you're worn out or you're feeling <laughs> yeah, weird about something. And know? I think that's kind of something that maybe a <coughs> lot of people who aren't musicians probably don't understand about the touring world is we spend this entire amount of time either driving overnight or all day being hungry, tired, hot, whatever, mm-hmm. to play for 30 minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you might be exhausted. And you mm-hmm. put it all on stage, and then, like, even you're even more tired afterwards. So yeah, you got to really be careful with... I have to be very careful with how I interact with people because I I can be, like, a total crybaby sometimes.
2: <laughs> well, I sell my own merch, too, most of the time. And so that's an that's oh, yeah. interesting dynamic, too. That's a like, whole other job. You, well, you get... Yeah. And, it, and there's, like, stress of, like are people actually going to buy merch? Yeah. And then, like, am I going to have enough money <laughs> I after guess. this show to, like, buy a hotel room? You know, or, like, <clears throat> um, but then, you know, y- it, it's funny because, you like, if it's going well, at the best, you have a line of people that are wanting to buy your stuff, and mm-hmm. one guy wants to talk to you for 15 minutes, and you're, like, watching people leave the line oh, behind yeah. them, and you're, like,
0: oh, my Trying God, to be attentive bro. seeing all the business uh, leaving. Here's my number. <laughs> 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 my Tinder profile. Just yeah. message me. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it it sounds like there's definitely some similarities between our two worlds. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to momentum, at least where my band's at, I'm in a very small band. We're on a really good label, but we're the smallest band on the label. Mm -hmm. And when we feel any sort of momentum, it's like we have to keep doing. Mm -hmm. We have to be playing shows or releasing a song or video because you feel like, People will just forget about you. Oh,
2: that's our culture <laughs> oh, now, man. It's, it's it's so fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like
2: um, you know, like on Instagram, you get like a professional profile. It tells you like how many views you've had that yeah. week. That number haunts me. I'm yeah. just like, oh my god, it, it dropped 200.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, and like it, it, it's hard to come up with content. You know, and yeah, like it this, it. What I find is like even when I have shows and stuff, I don't have enough pictures to post or like videos. And I'm like, these like influencer types will just go up and like post a picture of them in a bikini with like a quote. And you're like, (laughs) you just wasted a picture. (laughs) 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 And then you're You're like about to play like some iconic room and you're taking a selfie out in front of it.
0: Like like your iPhone three, two pixels. You're like, where am I? Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's a definitely another hard thing is from the outside it just content is content and it's constant. Sure. But people might not realize that it's expensive. Oh yeah. It's still expensive to hire a photographer or a video um, person. And then to bring someone on tour oh, yeah. and have consistent video or photo. Like, sure. That's so much extra money for yeah. us like small artists. Sure. It's
2: so vital though for Yeah, it is. Least, like
0: especially I watch um some of these bigger
2: country artists that's a huge part of their their rig or mm-hmm. their, their whole touring operation is that f- media stuff. Yeah, probably like dedicated photographers and yeah. do
0: they, do country artists bring video people usually? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. I think they do. Um yeah, it's interesting. That's crazy. I I noticed though um you have a pretty active YouTube channel. I was searching you on Insta- on YouTube and there's tons of like live sessions. Sure. And some are through other people too, right? Uh-huh. Other channels. But you have your personal channel, and you yeah. have quite a few like covers and stuff on there too, right?
2: Uh, I did a couple covers. Um, I probably need to do more of that stuff. But um, I tried every single that we released. I tried to come up with um, an acoustic performance video. Okay, cool. I found a couple people that that would work relatively inexpensive and still get a pretty good quality yeah. video. Mm-hmm. And we would. Um, it just gave me like one more bit of ammo to have as the song yeah. came out. Like if it were like the song was out for a week, then we would have the video around somewhere Yeah, the week after so just to remind people. Yeah, and just it, keep the numbers. Yeah, it's like hiring. I, I would equate it to hiring like a promoter. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, just get uh, something. I mean, it's, it's almost better to just have something simple and quick mm-hmm. than to pay for the super expensive production that's still just going to be one release.
2: Yeah, you know, like I talked to this 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 website, Country Rebel, that's like um, they're like a couple million people, whatever, on Facebook. Okay. And, um, my buddy was like an admin over there. Whenever my first, my last record was coming out, and we had our first like acoustic video, and um, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll cross share it." And it was like I was really pumped up, and he was he does it and like he's comparing the videos from other artists that have done it, and it's like these two goobers in a church where somebody like held up their iPhone and like they uh-huh. sang amazing grace and it was like <laughs> super low quality, like decent performance. And it yeah. got like, like, I don't know, like 77,000 shares oh or something. My, yeah. And like my video got like 70,000 views total.
1: Whoa. <laughs> and, I, and it was
2: like slick, like three, four camera like thing. Yeah. And he was like, honestly, man, people respond better to the candid, like they just want it raw, just raw video, yeah. which is w- for his format, you know, like, right. I mean, I'm sure if we're using it for something else, it would be
0: different, yeah. but like
2: that's yeah, wild.
0: It, it was interesting to see. Isn't that see? crazy? Yeah. And content is there's another thing it's like it's so unpredictable. Yeah. Like it could it's all I feel like there's so much luck and timing that goes into it cuz somebody might be searching for something or there might be a popular topic and maybe your name gets wrapped into it or something. Uh-huh. Like, you never know what's gonna blow up and what's gonna just oh, yeah. get hidden. Sure. By algorithms. Oh, that's I hate th-
2: algorithms. It's scary. It's scary to think your whole career like swings on that, you yeah. know, and you're like, oh.
0: I catch myself looking at monthly Spotify listeners way too much. Oh yeah. Cause when we released our last album last May or something like that. We went from 800 monthly listeners to 25,000 mm-hmm. in three weeks because we were just releasing singles. Yeah. So our numbers skyrocketed, uh-huh. and then in the past year, it's been like slowly dwindling sure. down to like 7,000. Like, oh, this but you painful. haven't released anything since, right? We yeah. haven't released any music since then. So it's yeah.
2: I, I do the same thing, and I wear everybody out around me. I'm <laughs> just like, hey, have you noticed that our Spotify <laughs> numbers are going down? And it's like, they're have, like, you, have shit. you noticed this? You're like, like sweating. You, you haven't put a song out, you know? Like, right. But yeah, it it does. Yeah, it's like a relevancy thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's where it gets expensive is just like constantly having to feed that beast.
0: Got to pay for recordings, videos. Yeah. But you have a pretty recent single, right? Mm-hmm. What's it called again? Apple in the Tree. Yeah. yeah. That song is so good. Thanks, man. Yeah, I listened to almost your entire discography today. <laughs> Took yeah. Took <you> me 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well you, have, well, you have one album from 2013. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, and okay. then some singles and your current album. Uh-huh. I just like the quality and your writing and singing, like from the t- 2013 album, such a jump. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, like you're you're super good for real. Thank you, man. I'll like that's totally music that I will jam in the van while we're on tour. <laughs> but um,
2: yeah, we uh, the goal with that batch of singles, that that song that we just put out, um, in what month was it? April. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know a month it is. Yeah, I don't either. Um was the goal was that we had just we had released a record in September and so we were like, okay, we're not going to wait a whole year. We're just going to start cranking out singles. Yeah. And uh and I don't know, you know, like I'm on the fence on what we're going to do with it. It's like we, do we need to put it all on a batch of mm-hmm. things and call it an EP or do we record more songs and call it a full-length record? Do right. we hire a publicist? It's like that stuff starts getting expensive yeah. and like um I don't know.
0: It it might just serve a purpose of like
2: getting us to another full length record or I don't
1: know.
0: We're, we're trying to figure that kind of stuff out too. So we've gone the route. We've chosen to not really do full length albums anymore. Uh So we're doing five track EPs every single year and then releasing singles leading up to the EP. Right. So I just feel like that's kind of where, I mean, the pop world is already there where it's like, it's all singles, like people featuring with each other. It's like single after single. And then, like, they might just comprise it into an album and sure. dump it on Spotify. But do you think that's where everything's going? Just yeah, singles? I think
2: the only thing that's holding it back are like the
0: in the Americana
2: country world are like the lists, you know, like mm-hmm. the the best albums of the year kind right. of things. Oh, like yeah, I didn't people think about are like that. so hanging on to that stuff, and Americana is based around albums, like versus singles. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I think that is is keeping things in this, like, full album kind of world, yeah, um, which it makes mm-hmm. it scary for, like, a guy like me who's in between things. It's, like, at the end of the day, the goal is to just make fans and get impressions. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter what list I'm on. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you have that in the back of your head going, well, if we did a record, you know, like, <laughs> how could we get on one of these lists or yeah. whatever? And I didn't re- get on very many of them <laughs> on the last record. So it was, like, is it worth, mm-hmm. like,
0: going and trying to like
2: hire a publicist and do
0: that game. And yeah. like, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Who knows? You just, I think that's kind of part of the fun of being a musician is you are just yeah. shooting and you, yeah. know, you just hope something hits, right. you know, mm-hmm. I really do believe in you though. And I feel like you're going to do well. Oh, thank you. Cause I mean, first of all, you're good. <laughs> There's a lot of people uh, who make it that are like not good. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate so, you saying that. And your music seems like super authentic, which is cool. You have one, so you have one song that I heard today. I forget the title. It's some Jesus. It's Jesus is uh, in the title. Jesus can see you. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I, if you're okay with getting a little deep, I just, just wanna, there. I wanna hear your writing and meaning behind the song from uh-huh. your perspective. Because while I was listening to the lyrics, it was definitely like creating imagery in my head. Mm-hmm. But it's coming through a lens of me. Sure. So I want to hear from you what the meaning is.
2: Yeah, I was a uh, that song. It was it came in a weird time. I was dating a girl who was super, like, super self righteous. Like, and, um, and I say that, like, she, she just was like a devout Christian. And there was, you know, I, I, I was in a weird spot in my life. Like I, my brother had just been murdered oh and gosh. like, it was a weird thing to like put into a relationship with a girl, you know? Cause like, I was like here in Nashville, this stuff had happened and I was like trying to figure out how to not like lose my mind. Yeah. Started dating this girl. And like, like on our third date, I remember being like, I gotta go home and go be on 2020. <laughs> Cause like, yeah. they were like doing a, uh, <laughs> some kind of investigation on the thing. And like, mm. Um oh my gosh. And so I came back and it, it just was like it was weird. We we broke up and she was like you know, um kind of kind of drugged me along after it and I got very like it, I was being very pouty about it, but mm-hmm. um it probably wasn't all her fault, but um the thing was just like if you're going to be such a Christian, how are you being so like not awful, but just like I don't know, I felt like it was a bit manipulative at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was just frustrated about it and me and two other guys started writing about it. And she, she had said something particularly like Like, (laughs) unchristian that set it off in our, in our co-write. And, uh, and so it just, it struck a bunch of nerves. Yeah. But yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, um, how a lot of like really devout people can be with Christianity Mm -hmm. is like, it's so devout that it can come across as really judgmental. And sure. some of it is just, like, straight-up manipulative, for sure. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I always felt like I wasn't as good,
2: you know, in that mm-hmm. situation. Like, I wasn't doing the right things because I wasn't as sure Yeah, as
0: she was. And yeah. I think that was the thing. Is that, that where was. you're at now? You're still like, I'm definitely, like, in a state of... Unsure. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, there's there's things I believe in, but there's also, yeah, there's moments where I'm like, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I don't know if any of us do. And right. The, the ones that really have it nailed. That the, freaks me out. Free, yeah, me too, yeah. Because. I was having a conversation with somebody today about white people in the Enneagram test <laughs> and how it correlates, you know. It's like.
1: Oh, man. It's,
2: I, I feel like this. people that are so sure of these, like, therapy things and personality traits, yeah. it's like. This is like how super Christians were before everybody started giving them a bad rap. Mm-hmm. You know? It was like, Yeah. I don't know. What's with us white people, dude? We're a wild bunch. <sighs> <are> a wild, <laughs> wild bunch. Little, the, we the, weird like, little fellers. Inspirational quotes. That's all Instagram <laughs> just is. Bikinis now.
0: inspiration, is Enneagram <laughs> numbers. <laughs> yeah. One through nine. Yeah, maybe. yeah. The Enneagram is just gonna become the last book <laughs> of the Bible. <laughs> all right, let's turn to Enneagram one yeah. type three. The revelations <laughs> right after revelation. <laughs> Have you taken the Enneagram test? Uh, I don't know, I haven't. It's interesting, I took it. Um, but I'm like I'm the type of person where I, I refuse to like let anybody define me, that kind of thing, right? Like very strong headed, right? I took it though, and it is actually cool to like just see what it says, but I feel like a lot of people, these wild whites. Will just wow. like base their whole being on right. it. Right. I'm not, I have nothing wrong, like against the
2: Enneagram test <laughs> <Yeah>. itself. <laughs> right. It's the people that are on Instagram shoving the Enneagram down your throat
0: that Dude, I have the issue with. I saw a girl's Instagram profile and it had like Enneagram type four in her bio. I was like, this is, what is yeah. this? Like, so is strange. So Enneagram dating is going to become a thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm only compatible with fours. He <laughs> right. sixes. Yeah. If you're not this type, don't talk to me. Yeah, swipe left. Do not. Do- <laughs> are you dating anyone now? No. No lovely ladies in your life. Forget it, dude. You're in the tour life.
2: I don't know, man. It's like the older you get, the more confusing it gets. <laughs> yeah. You know. How old are you? I'm 35. No, you're not. I'm 35. Well,
0: you look spry. Yeah.
2: Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, it, it. It gets confusing, man. It's like you thought you would maybe have th- these things figured out by now and then like technology throws you a couple curveballs oh, yeah. and like our culture is like weird and like oh, and right now it's it's a weird game to be a dude I think, yeah. like and date
0: it's yeah so we're game to be a white dude too oh yeah i think yeah not that we're like oppressed or anything but we just well, no
2: we're not oppressed but it's like we definitely you gotta be careful, you gotta be careful. <laughs> gotta be really it's like
0: I feel like I have to be really careful with words, like, especially creating content and spewing my voice everywhere. It's yeah. like, all right, be careful. Still, I it's hard though because, like, I want to be authentic, sure. So, I just, yeah, be a little careful. And I imagine this is how women have felt their entire life, but like, <laughs> yeah, who knows? But
2: yeah, it's it's interesting, it's uh,
0: crazy stuff. Yeah. Just a couple of white boys a couple of white dudes that's so cool to, man it's to good to catch a charge <laughs> <laughs> no charges please we'll edit any charges out of this podcast yeah please do. that's cool i like so i get one of my questions was so in your touring world and we kind of already touched on merch and stuff uh-huh. is is merch like vital for you at this oh, point yeah. in
2: your career merch like triples the sales of everything okay else. cool like it um on that on that Aaron tour, I did so well in merch that, that it was like it, w- when we go out now, like on some of these full band runs, I'll ride the, like if like in a couple of weeks we're going to Montana and California and Washington. I'm not on some of them because they're casinos and Aaron's manager will be like, "Would you want me to just like force you on the bill? They won't actually pay you. And I was like, if I could just set my shirts up, yeah. you're like a hot dog vendor. Yeah, and like, yeah, exactly. And I'd walk out of there with four or five hundred bucks and, like, yeah. that I didn't have the day before. And exactly. I'm like, you know, like cool. this keeps me from bartending, yep. you know. Um,
0: <laughs> anything to avoid
2: bartending. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, I was like, we were talking about it earlier. You're like, do you do anything else other than music? I was like, I, I, I dabbled in bartending. You're like, How long? Seven years. You're like, <laughs> just <quick> decade.
0: <laughs> Make sure you keep this mic nice and close to your face. Yeah. Everyone wants to hear your sultry voice. <laughs> that's cool though. That's like that's where we're at too. So, we've been touring for about four a little over 4 years now. Like typically we'll do 150-ish days a year, something yeah. like that. And we're still like a $150 band, guarantee-wise. Like which is nothing, yeah. you know. So, we've like we never get hotels. Like we sleep in the oh, day yeah. or stay with friends. We're at that point still. So. <clears throat> but we have really solid merch cuz we hire like really good designers that mm-hmm. that just like doing it. And so we have, a, like, a really professional merch stand and everything with lighting and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, we can play a show for 15 people and still, like, sell a ton of merch sometimes. Sure. So it's, like, it's so important. Yeah. To have, like, good quality right. merch. Or just have your stock up. You know? Yeah. Like, it's, like,
2: the first run of shows there, and I was, like, running out of some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, man, had I known, who knows what we'd have sold. Because yeah. Because we were out of sizes, you know. Yeah. It's
0: It's crazy. I can't imagine what it's like being... Like, probably, like, an errand-sized artist and even bigger. Like, they probably just have to ship merch constantly or have, like, a huge oh, stock on the road.
2: Well, they... Oh, they do both. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a uh, an eighteen wheeler that rolls around with them, and it's just full of shelves <laughs> of merchandise. But the Daniel, their merchandise guy, usually has a pallet delivered, oh like a full blown pallet. And I'll be like, like for a while, my buddy was doing my merchandise uh, mm-hmm. out of Lubbock, Texas. It's actually this company, Johnny Velvet. Oh, sweet. And um, and he would, I would call him like on Sunday and be like, Hey, I'm putting an order in, and he's like, Okay, it'll cost. 450 bucks to overnight it to your house and I was like okay just ship it to the venue and like it was like yeah. so we were just having boxes hot shotted to yeah. the second show or the third show of the weekend because I was like oh my god you know it was like figuring that That's crazy math out you know it was yeah. like it was interesting
0: way of touring yeah it's it's so funny how like our stomachs and our wallets depend on like t-shirts yeah <laughs> isn't that funny
2: yeah, it's so weird as
0: musicians yeah. right like because the culture is so different where it's like you have to have a a byproduct of your creativity to, like, keep people coming and, like...
2: Well, just something that they'll buy, you know? Like, what I notice, like, people complain about the CDs because they don't... They're like, oh, my car didn't have a CD player, but give me that because it's 15 bucks and it's Mm not something that they... They don't have to spend 30 on a t-shirt or something. And they just want to help, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, like, the smaller items that you have, like, a koozie or sticker or something, Mm -hmm. like, are just there so that somebody can help, you know? Do you have tip jar, too? No, um, I haven't done a tip jar on this tour. I feel like that would be a little greedy for okay. me. I feel like
0: I, did, yeah. I was pretty blessed. <laughs> hashtag, yeah, that's hashtag, true. Hashtag yeah. blessed. I guess on I've this. never played shows with a thousand people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That I'm dude. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, okay, my next question: mm-hmm. Do you have a van named Carl, or is that your old van? I used to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I found Carl. a couple <laughs> photos of Carl, the the white m- majesty of a van.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I bought a new van um because of this tour and uh, I got the exact same thing. And there's nothing more deflating than like <laughs> going 10 years with a vehicle like like a van. Yep. And um and then getting into another four-year note with the same exact model. Same vehicle. Same vehicle. Looks exactly the same. It's reliable, though, I guess. Yeah. What is it? It's a Chevy Express van. Okay, cool. 12 passengers. Heck, six, yeah. 6.0 liter engine. Six, you got a 6 liter in here. Yeah. She'll uh, run hard. It, it's a good vehicle. You know, it's... It, it's a conversation usually yeah. with people, especially in the dating world. It's like you got to pick. <laughs> you know garage. my friend Carl? Yeah. <laughs> I can't fit in your garage. big. <laughs> There's a height restriction in your garage. So I need you to meet me out front. You just keep talking to your date about this
0: <laughs> person named Carl. You never tell him it's a, a van until you get home. <laughs> oh, this is Carl. Yeah. I thought
2: he was your roommate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of is. Dude.
0: I actually live in him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, I
1: was like, dude, that's so cool.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. Do you sleep in the van ever? At this point, no,
2: I haven't in a while. Yeah, I, I've that's good. It. I've done it. Um, it's not comfortable. No, it's awful. I for a while I took the back two seats out, and you can fit like a queen size mattress, like an air mattress back there. Yep. And I was trying to test the waters on like buying a KOA site and like just, but you're you're spending like twelve bucks, fourteen mm-hmm. bucks on the site, and then. Then you're like having to go figure out a way to take a shower. And it's yeah. like, it's almost, you know, and in the 20, 30 more dollars. It can
0: be, it can be miserable. But yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. like, you got to shower, yeah. you gotta be clean and sleep well, mm-hmm. perform well. So our van setup, we yeah. have a Ford, it's the E350 V8. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Um, and we got the, the pop top version, uh-huh. the conversion. So we have the two captain's chairs, one bench behind it. And then we ripped out everything in the back uh-huh. and we built um, steel bunk frames so we can have two layers of queen. Cool. Yeah. And then a little luggage rack.
2: That's cool. So and
0: then we just got these like kind of cheapy memory foam mattresses. Dude, in the winter it's like more comfortable than my actual <laughs> bed. That's awesome. But in the summer it's still like blazing hot. So oh, we, yeah. We'll either like stay with friends or do you um
2: out. you pull a trailer? I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We we do the trailer route just because like we have we have to bring big cabs with us because we play a lot of small clubs. Right, so There's we got a backline. So right, you gotta, yeah, we got to push some some volume out. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. It's like yeah, it's yeah. fun being in the van with a cup with a few other dudes. Yeah. it's just chaos. It's just farts and, I d- and
2: jokes. I do miss that camaraderie <coughs> of things. It,
0: it, like, I had a band
2: for a long time in Texas, and there was, like, some of the worst times and some of the best times <laughs> okay. you've ever had, you know? It's like you you get in those situations where your crap breaks down or something, oh, or, or you're all figuring out something, and you hate each other because, <laughs> like, somebody ate your, like, leftovers or, like... Drank a beer. your beer. hot dog that was under uh, the seat. Yeah, you're like, I'm saving that thing. and uh, Or, I don't know, some girl flirted with them instead of you or something. Right. You know, it's like yep. that kind of crap. And then, But then, like, you look back on it and you're like, God, man, no one understands this situation more than those dudes mm-hmm. right now. You know, And
0: it just becomes, when you're around those people for that much time and in that many different places, it just mm-hmm. it brings this crazy amount of brotherhood oh, yeah. really fast. Right. Because you're exposed to these people – so much that, like, you have to learn their personalities and, like, what makes them mad? What yeah. makes them feel good? Right. Like, it's almost like a four-way marriage. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a lot of relationship work. But I think it makes you a better person. Sure. Like, if you're doing it consistently. Yeah. But it's a wild thing. It is a wild Being thing. with your bros on the road. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... I, we've never had a, a girl for photographer or anything, and I'm I'm not against that, but I don't I would it'd be so hard to tour with a girl because I would not want to be naked as much. <laughs> like when you're with dudes, like just clothes off, like just, yeah, or just wiener's <laughs> flying everywhere. <laughs> you never know it's gonna it's wiener fest. It's is that great. that leftover hot dog? Yeah.
2: Or, or like a lot of times you're sharing a room in a hotel, mm. you know, like or yeah. like a
0: bed. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> yeah. who do I get tonight? Yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it could definitely throw a curveball in there. <laughs> okay, do you have any um, weird places that you've played? Have you played any super weird uh, venues or festivals or just something strange? I feel
2: like the weirdest things I've played have been like private concerts. Private concerts? Or just like a either a house concert or like a... I don't know, like a graduation <laughs> I party just, or something. I'm just like
0: picturing or, people like behind glass two-way <laughs> mirrors and like
2: you're in the middle by yourself. Show me your privates. <laughs> Concert? No. Get uh, guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's it's interesting though when you when you get a private gig because like people almost feel like they own you for that time yeah. and you're like no like do what I I'm want. gonna play an hour yeah and and but they like march you around the party and like it's (laughs) you spend 23 hours entertaining them versus like what you thought yeah but like that one hour you play is like the most magical Mm -hmm.
0: experience because everybody is so into it yeah but then that would feel cool like you're the you're the treat of the event yeah that's kind of sweet
2: it is cool but yeah some of them get real weird you played birthday parties Oh, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say I used to because I probably still have to do it at some
0: point. Yeah, but like you're like playing, there's like a yeah. clown in the corner just like waiting, <laughs> waiting to perform. He's like
1: wrap it, up, wrap it up,
2: wrap it up, Danner. Like, Get
1: out of here, Danner. <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah. so mad. He's throwing
0: me. tomatoes at you. Uh, yeah, birthday party. But like, have you played any like Pu- super crappy like places? Like just a like terrible venues? experience or anything? Oh yeah, yeah. And we don't have to, like, talk shit about anybody. I'll talk shit about one of them.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My friend Bobby Duncan and I, we laugh about this one. It was Bobby Duncan. It was a radio station in Corpus Christi that put on this thing. It was at a VFW hall. Okay. And it was poorly promoted, and we showed up, and it was like (laughs) a, you know, like we both both bands pulled in and were like looking at the place and it was like what the hell is clearly this? like a quinceanera or something had gone on the night before <laughs> and there was like <laughs> the video yeah like totally like literally and like a cake <laughs> like half a cake was half eaten and the, 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 the what was weird about it was nobody showed up and the guy was still like yeah you guys are playing and we're like okay and so we get up there and um, Bobby plays his whole set. I don't know how we got the headlining <laughs> slot, and uh and halfway through our set, the power cuts off. Oh no! And we're like, okay, we're does done. this mean we're done? We're done, bro. You know, <laughs> our it's stuff just, doesn't work now. But there was like a handful of those, like when I was in college that we played. That nice. were just like, uh, and uh I'm sure there will be more. And yeah. It just is like, my brother played one with us one time. We played a frat party in the. Uh, in the park at the university. I oh, went to school at. and he had, he had played guitar for a guy named Pat green. And they were like kind of a big deal in Texas for a while. And, um, they had just gotten on tour with this dude, Brad Paisley. And uh, I like, know who Brad Paisley yeah, is. Yeah. Like a big country tour. Wow. And, uh, and, and so Brett had like a lull in the tour and I was like, Hey, our guitar player is not going to be there. You want to come play? I could play you 50 bucks. And he's like, okay. And so he comes out to the park <laughs> right. and like, uh, it's like hundred percent humidity. Like, <laughs> Summer day, we're just drenched in sweat. Oh, I'll probably i have to round up a picture of the stage that yes. they made, but it was like
0: if you send it to me, I can put it in the video. Oh yeah,
2: like, it's uh, it's like all of this like plywood from old mixers that they had with all their like lettering, like their fraternity lettering on it, good. and then they spray painted Ben Danaher Band, oh no, frat on the side of it, and uh, and so nice. the stage like which is probably going to collapse at any moment, right? Um, is is put together, and my my brother. Plugs of stuff in, and we're playing our set, and it's like clouds start coming over us, and we're like, Man, is it gonna rain? And like, um, no covering, of was no covering, right? yeah. But there was like tents out there because it was like a some kind of like outdoor festival thing going on. And, uh, and so these frat kids start getting these uh, tents, and they start bringing them over to put over us because they're like, "Oh, we got to cover the <laughs> gear." You know? Yeah, they're really kind. And uh, they put it over us, and the tent comes down, and like it was like you know, like one uh-huh. that went over you, and like, and then the thing comes down, and it, it goes like this, like the, the awning comes over Just over my head. You. Yeah, it's like our heads were like in the actual tent. The performing leg men. Yeah. And we're all laughing, playing the set, and it's like raining, and water is kind of pooling in the thing, and it just goes, <laughs> whoosh, no. washes out my microphone, which is the only microphone on stage. And, uh, and I'm like, oh my god. And I had like a $200 PA or whatever, and so yeah. the lightning hits, and it's like... And like power goes out of the whole place. And Brett, my brother's just like already rolling his cables up. Like I'm done, bro. Where's
0: my 50 bucks? Yeah. I'm going to need that. You know what? You keep the money. I'm going to need that
2: 50 bucks, bro. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Yeah. At least you guys had a good laugh.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a good one that we we revisit. I think those
0: stories will be the ones we hold on to. Like as, like as you grow, like those are the ones that will keep you rooted. Oh yeah. I love that kind of stuff. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. We played. Basically on the border of Mexico, yeah, in some Texas town—I don't even remember what it's called—but like five minutes from the border, <laughs> and it was like just in this the back of this Mexican restaurant that was closed down. We played <laughs> on this wooden stage, very flimsy, and the only lighting at night was just <laughs> one strand of Christmas light. Oh my god! Between two poles, <laughs> killed the power as soon as the show oh, started. Yeah, yep. yeah, blue so we hit our Open note it was like. Mm, like <laughs> 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 we had to wait till they turn it on. We're like turning our amps down to like hopefully not kill it. Oh, Made it through though.
2: Yeah? How long yeah. did you have to
0: play? Do you ever have to do like the three or four hour gigs? Oh, no. Like yeah. in our world, like the longest set we've played so far is 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because so we're like, we're usually the opening band on tour packages. Uh-huh. So it'll be like three metal bands go on tour. We're the the first band. Yeah. So we play like five songs. Wow. Yeah. But it's actually really nice. It is nice. we can rock for 25 minutes and then chill with people, sell Mm -hmm. marriage, build those relationships. Sure, sure. And I actually, I'm trying to really appreciate this stage Mm -hmm. because I'm sure as it gets bigger and busier, Mm -hmm. there might be less connection or more interaction so there's less time. Oh, yeah. So just trying to appreciate it, you know? Yeah. Appreciate the road there.
2: I've done the three, four hour restaurant gig where you're like,
0: how's your voice?
2: Oh, I don't know. You usually, I, I used to like to play this game called uh, Find the Owner and, <laughs> and Drink with Him because, like, okay. that kept me off stage for a while. Okay. And like, I so I would, like, go find the owner of the club. If, if he's with you, you can't get down. Yeah, he's level. not mad. You know, right. you know okay, well, let's do shots. Let's uh, how, shot. How's everything been? It's great. You know, like, before you know it, he's like, oh, you think uh, you guys can probably go back up and do it? Yeah, sure. That's 45 cool. minutes later, we're back down. One another shot? Yeah, hey, let's do another shot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Quick shot yeah, break. That's pretty. That's that was, pretty smart method. Yeah,
2: but the, I mean, you 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 end up wearing out old covers that everybody does. And yeah. you're just like, man, this is not this is not getting anywhere. It's just
0: impressive to play for that many hours. Mm. You've Never
2: done that. And that's that's a thing with like private parties. I think everybody thinks they want to get their money's worth, mm. and so they're like, oh yeah, let's over. We're paying this you four hundred dollars. So. So, Those fingers plucking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need you to perform from four to ten. <laughs> Like, a oh. to PM? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wild, man. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's cool. I like hearing the the differences in of the grind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Cool. But we're both grinding. Yeah. That's sweet. Respect. Yeah.
2: It, it, you said that you're trying to appreciate this phase of it. That's that's smart because it's it's easy to like get ambitious and like be like, oh man, I want to be here or there. Even like where I'm at now, there's a lot of things like we we talked about this earlier, like how. How many people don't get to do this? You know, yeah. like how lucky we are to like. Oh yeah. To get to go play all we over haven't the country, the whole thing. Like
0: yeah, a lot of it's a blessing.
2: Oh, uh, it always is, and like, um it's easy to lose sight of that. Like I'm like Mister. Want some more coffee? Yeah. I'm just giving myself a little more. I don't even know if it's warm anymore. It's all right. <laughs> it won't be the worst thing I do Um. But yeah, you know, like we're you know i had family members that weren't even able to get to the level that i'm at now Yeah. and it's like
0: it's well it's
2: it's easy to bitch man, about stuff you've
0: experienced some trauma like so you said your brother got murdered mm. that's wild and and your dad passed away too mm. right yeah and your i think your grandmother too right yeah i just just from even just looking at your instagram feed one thing that I really like is that you just come off as a, a genuine person and a family person, uh, which I think I think that's really gonna like. Not that you're doing it as a marketing sure. thing, because I know you're not. You're just genuine, uh, but I think people are gonna latch on to you because of that authenticity.
2: Well, just, I don't know. You know, like I feel like the songs that I wrote were born from that. You know, like I don't know how to write really any other way than to just like pull from whatever experience I'm in. And it just so happened that a lot of it happened in the last couple of years, you know? And like, uh, I was talking to my my therapist about it the other day and Mm -hmm. it's like, you almost feel like this, like, like you're, You've got like this. The way I feel it is like I've got this this boulder that I've been dragging, and with a curtain over it, and like mm. it's like I show it to everybody. It's yeah. like this, like oh, check out these scars, you know. And it's and people can relate to it or whatever. But I wonder how much I'm like tying myself worth to that, you know, yeah. where it's like because music is so subjective, where you're like, you know, you could not like. Just the style of me singing or playing. And like, if you reject my album because of that, then I think like it's hard to not take it as a hit of like, oh, well, like this was so me. Like, how how are you not going to like, yeah, I guess I'm not good enough to be, you know, like doing this or whatever. Right. It's tricky, you know? (sighs) It's
0: crazy. It's
2: a crazy thing to to like do to yourself. But Mm -hmm. um,
0: so do you feel like just, I I go to therapy too. I've just started uh, doing it recently, actually. It's been awesome. But so do you feel like there's a more effective way with the boulder like do you do you cut the set the boulder free and and keep the stories somehow or do you Mm. keep it with you like how do you see that
2: i don't know if you ever can you know it's like uh i don't know
0: you know like
2: um i i feel like last year i i bitched about all these different things like in my life and then they all got taken care of Hmm. like i was like i didn't have a tour i didn't have a, a reliable vehicle i was i still had a day job it was like all of these like personal triumphs got taken care of in one year. Mm. It was like I got a tour, bought a new van. Yeah. I don't have a day job anymore. Amen. And Here comes like all of your other stress, and oh, it's like yeah. it's I don't know, you know, like with pertaining to the trauma stuff. It I, some of it is such a long ache that I don't know. Like it's always going to be there. I just I, I worry about myself being like it's so much of a like a like when you, when you're in it especially like with my situation, like my brother was murdered and it was on video. And so like this guy, like it got nationally publicized and like, um, so everybody felt sorry for you. And they, and they start like, you start like feeding you this like, um, sympathy and you, you live off of it almost to where you're like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I I guess I deserve this feeling. And you do to an extent, like you, like it's, it's a hard thing to go through, but, at some point, you have to like be like, separate yourself from this thing that actually happened to you, you know, which yeah. is really tricky because it gets confusing. It's oh, like, sure. you know,
0: I, I can't even, I wish that I could understand better. It's just, it just blows my mind. Dude, I, I, dude, just like, I can't imagine going through that. Yeah.
2: Like, a I say sibling, it was on video. It, it, it was a weird. It, the video stopped right at the first gunshot, so you
0: don't actually see any graphic thing. Yeah, but, but still, it was I mean, it was The funny. fact that you still yeah. went through the real <coughs> experience, yeah. regardless if it's right. filmed or not, like sure. I don't know like, how. How are you now? <laughs> real shit show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I love
0: it, man. No, it's every day is weird,
2: it, uh, and not just because of that. Like you know, I go to therapy and I talk to the guy, and a lot of a lot of that stuff. Isn't the issue, you know? Like it was like some of this, uh, you know, you dig in your childhood or whatever, and like uh, a lot of that stuff is is already there before this trauma happened, and the trauma kind of like
0: just highlighted that be- weird behaviors. That that we you like did, you learned know? this trauma like from so early.
2: It's crazy because you, you can't and find it, just it. Follows us. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy, and it could be like it, it's not as easy as like oh, I got. Raped, or like something like that, that's horrible for people that have experienced that. But I don't, know, I don't even know where I'm going with that because it's not yeah. even going to compare. But like when you can't figure it out, you're like, why am I like this? Like, I yeah. wish I could pinpoint the moment mm-hmm. that happened
0: that is, is making me do this, yeah. you yeah. know? I'm, mm. I'm there too, like, not even close to the extent of probably what you're sorting. But like with oh, well. me, like, one, it's a minor thing, but it affects all my, my relationships. Is like I get defensive like super fast, uh-huh. Um and I'm I'm trying right now to sort through that. Like, where when when did this start? When oh, yeah. did I start feeling like inadequate right. about the smallest things? Sure. So I'm still like I just started doing counseling and therapy like two months ago, and I went on tour for a whole month. Uh-huh. So I had. That's, like, a hard thing about touring is you have to, like, uproot yourself, go drive around the U.S. for a while. Away and, from all your comfort zones. Yeah, yeah, come back and, like, try to work on yourself again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to figure that out, too. It's weird mm-hmm. how we have to, like, rewind our brains and hope hope there's some footage in there to, yeah. to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah, it is tricky. But you're trying to, like, get through things and... But that, that, I feel like that would be so hard. I don't, I don't think I've ever, I haven't lost somebody very close to me yet. Mm. So I don't. What is that process like? Because obviously, it's not like you want to forget. Mm. Do you just try to cope and see the good, or?
2: Yeah, that's the hard part. Is like the balance between letting go of the things that are weighing you down and then feeling guilty that you're letting go of like this memory or like, Mm -hmm. like you don't want people to ever forget about them. And so that's like you tie an identity to the the boulder or whatever it is. And you're like, well, that, that is me. And like, I'm scared to let it go because without this, it all goes away and it's done, you know? And like you got so comfortable Mm -hmm. showing that to everybody or like, it's maybe the last remaining memories of, this person yeah. or whatever. So it's, it's tricky. Um, wow. I don't know, you know wow. well, what I think you that's It's
0: like so beautiful about what you're doing is you are, you're a storyteller. You're doing it through the medium of singing and songwriting, but it's cool that you're able to capture these stories and then mm-hmm. like send them out to all these people who are going to relate in millions of different ways. Uh-huh. Like one lyric could hit somebody completely different than the person next to them. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know where I heard this. I heard somebody say, "Part of living eternally is telling the stories of people we love." Oh wow! So like you're telling the story of your dad. Mm-hmm. Like, is it my father's blood? Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, like that's like carrying your dad. You uh-huh. know? Like it's singing him into existence like forevermore because it's in song.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a cool privilege to get to have. You know, like yeah. to get
0: to, to get in front of people and do that. Yeah. But,
2: Especially since he was a musician,
0: it feels like mm. you yeah, know he would like kill to be. I saw you. You made a post. Um, he was wearing a suit that your mom stitched for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you were you were performing at I th- was it the Flynn? The Flynn Theater in Burlington. Yeah. yeah, I just loved that post because you're getting to do these things that your dad would legitimately love to do. Oh and yeah. he'd be so proud of you for doing. So that's
2: yeah, that's really unique. That's like the big theater in Vermont. My dad's from Vermont, and so that was like. You know, a lot of uh, my family came out to that show and it was it was like emotional thing because you're up there in front of 1500 people that he would have he would have loved to got that recognition or that, that opportunity to be seen. But he didn't, you know, and it was his whole career was kind of a struggle and. I learned a lot in that too, you know. It was like watching my dad not get um, a gold record or like a song on somebody's album, yeah. and still, like the last week of his life, he was still writing songs. And he called me and was like, "Hey, do you think Alan Jackson would cut this?" And Aww. it's like, you know, like he died a week later, and it wow. was like he he knew it wasn't he wasn't going to get an opportunity to like play those songs for anybody. Yeah. And the fact that he was still writing songs was so he just loved it. He loved it, you know, which That's was so like cool. holy cow, like. Yeah. It's amazing to think of the purity. It's like, you know, like the art commerce balance is like, mm-hmm. you know, do you create because you want to create or
0: do you create to show it to somebody or whatever? It's yeah. like I
2: don't know. It was eye-opening.
0: That's something really grounding in a time where we're just flooded with content and and purchasing people like buy me, buy me, buy uh-huh. me. Like this is my product, but buy me. Like mm-hmm. this is my brand. Oh yeah. And your dad like Despite that, like he probably would have liked to have that recognition and the career, but mm-hmm. the fact that he just loved the art mm-hmm. that like inspires me. Oh, I yeah. never met your dad, right? But you're telling me his story, and it's like, oh, that gives me like power. Uh, yeah, I love that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was cool to see. He, he was stubborn with it, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: That's beautiful <laughs> to, <laughs> to a fault, <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you stubborn? Are you stubborn? For yeah, this? oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, That's yeah. That's probably why I'll be single the rest of my life. <laughs> it's good though. You probably know like some things that you definitely want. You're not just going to get carried around, you know? Right. Not dra- yeah. Not dragged around too much. Yeah. That's cool, man. <laughs> we'll find you a lady. <laughs> yeah. I'll be your wingman. dude. I'll be your freaking wingman. I'm not worried about You're it. Like, this is that guy's annoying. Who's, who's Brandon? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's Ben? Okay. Um, let's see. I, so another question I have was, um, what are, like, some of your musical influences? Um, what
2: inspires you? <clears throat> well, you know, growing up, I was all into my family's, so, like, music. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad, he would perform, like, nursing homes or fun festivals in town or whatever. We'd, and uh, And then my brother, when I was in high school, started playing guitar for that guy, Pat Green. And so going out to some of those concerts, I saw them play for like three thousand people and i was like holy cow like you know and so i got i started digging hard into like the roots kind of country stuff because they were doing it um and then i kind of fell into like the the merle haggards and the ray char i got on a huge ray charles kick for a long time sweet yeah which was awesome and uh and then it migrated into like the old troubadours that were like um Guy Clark and uh, Towns Van Zant and uh, Rodney Crowell, Steve Earle, cool. and, and those albums. I'm Sto- gonna like storytelling to this and yeah.
0: go listen to all those people. Yeah,
1: no,
2: they're great. they you know, some of them are still alive doing it. You know, cool,
0: like, sweet. Know. So you feel like you you'll probably just write and play forever.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, I it, when you once you reach a pers- a certain point, it's like, man, <laughs> can you imagine being like 40. 40- <laughs> And then being like, well, I guess it's time to hang it up. Yeah. And go teach or like, I don't know. I got a degree <laughs> in a professor. teaching. Yeah. Just, I, I, you know, and then I'm not to say that that would never happen, but like I just, you know, I think I've, I'm past the point of no return yeah. <laughs> you know, at this point. It's, it's like, kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but it's scary. Yeah. yeah I think about a lot today, actually, just like, you know some of these festivals come out and you're not on it and you're like, man, what, at what point are you going to get to where you're like sick of being on the bottom rung of things mm. or at least not recognize yeah. the way you want to be or being an opening band I or, or about like that whatever, too. you know, yeah. like when you get to like middle age status and you're like,
0: <laughs> this <laughs> <Yeah>. is depressing. <laughs> then you yeah. Get- so if you, I guess what level, do you want to be at? I know it's a hard question because as humans, I mean, at least for me, it's like, I'm always wanting more. It's hard to appreciate where I am. Mm -hmm. Is there like right now a desired level that you really want to get to?
2: I will say comparatively last year to this year, um, my goals would probably have been different. You know, like last Mm -hmm. year it was like, if I could just get to a level of like not having a day job, I would be happy. Yeah. But, now that I'm there, I'm like, if I could just get to a level of like, <laughs> that's just how we are. Yeah, but um, I feel like um, if, like, as far as like where you would feel good retiring, like mm. playing the theaters that I'm playing, but headlining them,
1: yeah, um, oh,
2: man. would be a great place to be. Yeah, you know, to like sell out thousand seat theaters, or you know. I I never saw myself being like a arena act or anything like that. Um, But as a songwriter, that's pretty good. Yeah, would that be crazy? Yeah, Yeah, would be
0: great. Just headlining for fifteen hundred humans (laughs) in a city—that's that just seems everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. It's
2: admirable to watch Aaron do that. You know. Yeah,
0: that's a that's an amazing feat. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't I can't picture that at all right now. (laughs) It'd be so sweet, but. I feel like it's even less likely for like the world of music that I'm in. Oh yeah. Um, but also, you're in a world that's probably like super saturated too. There's a ton of us. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe in you, dude. Right, I know nice. you're gonna do good. Um, dude, that's so awesome. Uh, so another thing that I saw on your Instagram was that you got a custom telly. Oh yeah. Tell me about your guitar, because that thing—it's beautiful. I have oh, a thanks. telly too, actually. Do you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this guy in Kentucky, uh, Robbie Hartstone, he he makes these guitars. This is the first time somebody's actually built me something that I've requested all the specs to. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I'd been looking for a Telecaster because mine, the one that I had wouldn't stay in tune. And I bought this like kind of weird, funky, old Showbud guitar. It has a huge Bigsby on it, and those things just like – our havoc as far as oh, I'm staying in sure. tune. So I would go like halfway through a first song, and it would just go out. <laughs> and so, and not that I'm shredding or doing anything crazy, but yeah. like a lot of a lot of my electric guitar needs is like dictating a band where to go. You know, yeah. like here's we're starting this, so I'm gonna play this lick, and then we'll go into it. You know,
0: you consistent tuning
2: and intonation and tone. tone. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and so this guy had built a guitar for my friend Ross, and uh, yeah, I got in touch with him, and he was like, man tell me what you want and i started looking at pictures of old telecasters okay I was like, yeah, this this body with this color and mm-hmm. this pickup situation and this neck and like yeah and he like branded my name in the back oh, i was
0: like it was man. cool i gotta come see that sometime yep. actually yeah man that'd be so cool what um is it alder body do you know uh it might be ash i'm not cool. sure um i bet it sounds awesome yeah i just i love telly's I can't use it for our music because the tone doesn't fit. Right. But um, anytime I'm home and I want to play anything beautiful, yeah, <laughs> I, like, whip out my Telecaster and it's, you could
2: you could throw those off a truck and they will still oh, be yeah. in tune.
0: You know, it's like I think in college I, <clears throat> I this is so random, but I did a research project on the Telecaster to uh-huh. present to a business class, uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure it's the first solid body electric guitar ever made. Oh really? Wow. And it's still basically the exact same the standard. Yeah. Yeah. So it started as the broadcaster, I believe, (laughs) because that was like a piece of technology that was really big when it started. Uh And then for a while, there was a patent issue so they stopped labeling them, so they could keep selling them. And wow. so there's a very limited amount oh, of these. Oh, those are so expensive. No casters. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's really cool. And then after that, it became the Telecaster. But wow, dude, just total bricks. Oh <laughs> you yeah, just throw them anywhere. Yeah, They'll yeah, never break. I
2: heard somebody at a guitar shop say one time: Fenders, Fenders bounce, Gibson's break, <laughs> 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 because they're they're bolted on, and yep. then the, the next of like a Gibson is glued on. Which I have a Gibson Acoustic in it. I feel like I've broken the headstock like three times. Yeah. it's like
0: I had, a, I had a Les Paul that I broke the headstock twice. Yeah. And I, I'd never played a Gibson again.
2: Yeah, they're good guitars. They're just, they're delicate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have a... So have you heard of ESP guitars mm-hmm. by chance? Yeah. yeah. So we have like a, a small deal with them where we get a percentage off. So and that's all I play now. Yeah. But those things are also just tanks. Yeah. Yeah, they're just... I've dropped one of my guitars down a staircase like not in the case. <laughs> nice. And it just chipped like some wood off the back, but like it was in tune afterwards. It was like that's a reliable yeah, instrument. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Um I don't know how long we've been going. Like 45 minutes? I don't know okay. Cool. Well, let's wrap this son of a gun up. Yeah. Um so where can people find you and your stuff? Like what what do you got going on right now and where mm-hmm. should people find
1: you?
2: Yeah. Um the place I'm most active is on Instagram usually, okay. Instagram or Facebook, but it's just either Instagram.com backslash Ben Danaher
0: music cool. or Facebook dot com backslash music cool um, I realized that I totally called you Brandon earlier on accident
2: that was actually funny because I, I thought that was part of your joke
0: oh dude no I like I totally like I totally biffed that one I was like hey why did I say Brandon
2: if that's the worst thing I've been called today I'll be cool it
0: was stupid because I was making a joke about being your wingman then I like get your name right <laughs> ladies check out Brandon here's Brandon they're like trying to find you on Instagram where's Brandon Danny music that's so funny that's so crazy so Instagram and then obviously you're on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all and your then, tunes are there. Uh-huh. So are you got any any singles like coming up soon or anything? Yeah,
2: we got another one coming uh, June 14th. Um, we, we cut six sides. This one is like kind of a shot at the music business, which okay. is, I don't know if it's the like smartest play, but like. It's kind of cool though. Um, Yeah, it was, I just gotten kind of tired of like a lot of these people in Nashville or in the music business in general, like have a lot of answers, but they've never like actually written a song, Mm. especially like when I was in the, like knocking down publishing doors, it was getting particularly frustrating because people are telling you what you're doing wrong, but they've never done it. And you're (laughs) like, okay. And so, um, and, and the thing that really was frustrating was like somebody seeing somebody super talented, like have like a career, like a career start, and then made, for whatever reason, somebody f- couldn't figure out how to market them.
1: Yeah.
2: And then the label or whoever shelves them, and it's like they're almost like they're damaged goods, like they're going to move on to the next mm. relevant thing. One, it's like, no, this, they're still tenfold better than anybody you have on your roster. You yeah. just couldn't crack the code with them, <laughs> so you know? And so that was like fueled this, like, kind of frustrating song. And I'm so I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. The song's called We'll Do the Business. And it's like, uh, it's written from a record label's point of view, oh, cool. like, you know, oh, like that's sweet. You do the you do the music, we'll do the business. Yeah,
0: actually, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, that will be interesting. I don't think I've ever heard a song like that from a record label's perspective. Yeah, it was uh, co-write that's with a guy named Adam Wright
2: who has nice. seen about every other Adam rejection. Wright.
0: What a perfect name for what he does. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> I am Adam. I write. <laughs>
2: but <laughs> yeah, but you know, between the two of us, I think we've seen we've heard it
0: all. Yeah. So it was like it was an easy write. That's wild. So in the in the music world for you, is are record labels a scary thing? Are you working you work with Soundly, right? Yeah. They're awesome.
2: They're all, they are really awesome. And I and I, I work with, with Stephanie more than Stephanie is my manager now. So mm-hmm. like she does more than just the label side of things. And and uh that's not as scary of a deal yeah. as like going into like a major and being like, I've seen like horror stories of somebody that like they made a record and they couldn't actually like get their own record back for like three years or something oh until their deal was up because they like own you and they maybe they yourself. got shelved because uh, they sounded like somebody else that was on the label and they just oh. didn't want them out there and it's like holy crap that that's crazy like evil shit going on yeah. you know? and like um, so it's out there you know I I don't know if I have experienced all
1: of that's the, good the
0: lows of that but like yeah I've definitely heard some horror stories of bands. Taking loans out or oh. like saving up for a decade to yeah. buy their music so that oh, yeah. they can resell it. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. That's. I wonder where things are going to shift now that we're in this this content and entrepreneur driven mm-hmm. world in mm-hmm. music and art and stuff. Like, I'm, I feel like labels will become less significant, or they'll have to shift and be more just distribution and stuff. I don't know. We'll yeah. See. At least in my world, I think we got the power back. Yeah, a lot, you know, like it's, it. it's,
2: it's interesting like to, to think like, well, no matter what happens, you know, like say like if somebody, if I sign a deal with somebody and somebody owns my music or whatever, you know, like moving on to the next thing, I can always jump in the van and go play shows and yeah. record another record. And like, that's, I always have
0: that, you know, um, and you can make people aware of things a lot more easily too with all this internet connection. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can I mean there's like crowdfunding and yeah. stuff like we've never done anything like that, but it's it's all possible. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool that we have th- those options.
2: Yeah, it's different. It's
0: <laughs> crazy. So people can find you on Instagram at Brandon. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, Spotify and YouTube. I feel like people should check out your YouTube channel because yeah. you have some cool stuff on there. Thanks. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thanks for coming today, dude. Dude, thank you for, for having me. some coffee with me.
2: Of course. Coffee it's and it's combos. my pleasure.